0: And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the Triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. All right, Angie, let's hop into some uh, listener questions here. This first one comes to us from Brent, and Brent is in Holly Springs and says, I notice some listings have a 3D tour and others don't. Why would you or would you not do a 3D tour for a home you're listing and what goes into the decision?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, You know, honestly, it really depends on the agent who is marketing the home. So whomever the listing agent is, um, all different listing agents have different resources when it comes to marketing the homes and what they feel like will work the best to drive the most traffic to the listing. Um, So when there is a, a 3d tour there's kind of there's actually a couple of types of ways to do that there could be the Matterport um, and there's actually two different ways to use Matterport one is more like a dollhouse view uh, where you're walking through the other one you kind of spin it around hard to explain but you know there's that kind of 3d view or tour there's also just doing it with general like drone Uh, you can do the drone and have it come through the home to do a tour that way Um, also with your actual Wait, camera video, drones
0: through homes. Now? You
1: for different, yeah, you can do it in different sections. Whoa. There's just so many different ways That's to. I know to to make this work. So, you know, but again, it, it all depends on the listing agent who's marketing the property as far as what marketing features they feel like would best upsell the home. So, I don't really have a. A straightforward answer there it's up to the listing agent you know that is something that we do for all of our listings we do like a social media reel um which really just walks them through the home really quickly um and in addition um, we are doing a lot of matterport as well
0: very cool that's good to know so if somebody came to you and was like hey angie i want I want the the full package. Like, give me everything. That's you know. Sure. I, I want the whole deal. And yep. if you don't think it's a fit for the home, do you say I don't really think you need this, or do you say Ah, yeah. okay. As, if that's what you want for your house, then, then that's what we'll.
1: we'll we roll you know we we guide appropriately. Um, and I say that yeah. for example, some people are like, Oh, I want drone you know shots overlooking the house, and sometimes we actually say, You know what, your home is on top of others. I really don't know that that's a. uh Positive, mm. if it, that it makes
0: accentuates sense. Accentuates the closeness no, of right. the Yeah, right. So maybe we
1: don't throw out some drone pictures, you know, um, kind of aerial views of your home. Um, so you know, there's there's some reasons why we do some marketing pieces and not do others. Another one would be like an open house. You know, if the home we are listed is way off a beaten path, not much drive-by traffic, we actually would say probably an open house would it be beneficial to get in the home sold versus a home that sits on in an area where there's just a lot of You know, drive-by traffic, that'd be a great place for an open house.
0: Okay, very good. Thanks for the question, Brent. That was a good one. Again, if you have questions like that and you want to talk it out one-on-one with Angie, you can call or text her at 919-538-6477. Call or text that number. Uh, Amber has our next question here. Amber says, uh, in uh, Wake Forest, by the way, we tried selling our home a few months back but couldn't get any serious offers. Every complaint was that the bedrooms are too small. And it's true, they are. Would it benefit us to maybe knock down a wall to let the master absorb one of the bedrooms so it becomes a larger space? Now, that would take us from four bedrooms to three bedrooms, and the remaining two would still be tiny. Or keep the master as it is, but combine two of the smaller bedrooms so at least there's only one tiny room. We're not sure what to do.
1: Yeah, great question. You know, and honestly, it all boils down to making sure that the home is priced correctly um, to where that's not going to be an objection. But with that being said, I think it might benefit you to actually combine two of the smaller rooms to make a larger secondary room, unless the master is tiny as well. And it's hard for me to know without actually visually seeing um, to give you feedback there. But it sounds like the secondary bedrooms might be more of the issue. Um, And I've seen that a lot in like a townhome design instead of having kind of two master suites, they try to throw a third bedroom in there. So you have a master bedroom, which is great size. And then two other bedrooms where one's okay size and the other one's like, tiny could barely put a crib in there and for many people that design just does not work they don't have a need for that space and so actually just two large bedrooms would have worked better so um, we would definitely love to come out and meet with you amber do a walk through of your home give you some advice from there if we feel like that is an important renovation to do Um, with making that renovation we then would advise you need to get permits pulled you know it's it could be a little bit of a process so again let's talk through suggestions timeline what that looks like as far as where we feel like you could sell your home for as far as price point and we could take it from there
0: okay very good great question amber and appreciate you sending that one in yeah i guess everybody has different preferences right but i kind of like your thinking angie of you know i'd rather have like one small room and then two larger rooms if the primary you know master suite now isn't super tiny Um, You know, I see that being more valuable, at least to me, just just, you know, I'm chiming in with your your sort of leaning there versus just enlarging a primary suite even more, but still having the rest of them be really tiny. Like that doesn't do a lot for me. Um, Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Randy says, our house has some aging features. The roof and gutters are probably 30 years old. The water heater is unbelievably 20 years old and still running. The air conditioning units are at least 15 years old. Everything is operational, but the ages of these systems, are they going to hurt us when we sell?
1: It could deter, um, I guess, a buyer somewhat, right? Because they are looking at those items, which are bigger money expense items, Um, so when something's going to break and it will, Um, that is a big ticket item. So it definitely could hurt you in the sense of what we could get for your home and that's something that we do take into consideration when we are uh, putting a price point on your home. Um, So you know, it's up to you, do you wanna go ahead and replace them or do we wanna reflect it in the price point? With all the items that you listed, honestly, I would say just hang tight and let's just price it properly versus you making those big investments and then trying to get more money. You know, those items unfortunately are just more of considered I wouldn't I wouldn't say that those would be improvements on the home. They're actually kind of more of general maintenance items that just over time every homeowner homeowner runs into needing to upgrade. Those items. So I don't, I would not advise you to just dish out or pull out a home equity line to get all those items upgraded and replaced. Cause I don't, I can't promise you we would see a perfect match on return.
0: Great points. And good question, Randy. Thanks for sending that one into us. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess the worry more is just the deterring someone from being interested in the house in the first place at all. The price is going to kind of yeah. be the price, right? Like you're you're either going to pay for it up front and then maybe get more money for the house because of those improvements, or mm. you may end up taking some off of that price. So maybe yeah. that all evens out. It's just like, do you limit your potential pool of buyers who don't want to deal with that?
1: That's true. And you could. You could. Um, I just honestly, I... I'm a little cautious on advising you to upgrade all those things right now. And then you sit with that home um, for longer than expected because it doesn't sell as quickly as needed or you just don't get all the money back. Um, So I'd be a little cautious there. But yes, it, it definitely could hurt you a little bit. Yeah. When it comes to selling, it
0: could. Also, Oops. why deal with the headache of upgrading all of those things? If if the money kind of comes out to a wash, let somebody else deal with it. <laughs> so I'd rather take you. the yeah. discount on the front um, end and uh, yeah. and let somebody else actually have to go through all of those upgrades. Um, the, 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 the convenience factor there, how much does that play into it? That's
1: a, exactly, exactly.
0: All right, Stephen has our final question. Thanks for that one, Randy, by the way. Stephen and Raleigh says, we're not really finding exactly what we want in a home right now in our price range. We're wondering about taking the route of building a home. Can you clue us in on the process of finding some land and building a home? How much ballpark are we in for to build perhaps a 2,500-square-foot house?
1: Oh, Stephen, that's such a tough question, and I wish I could just answer that for you, but there's so much more that goes into building a 2,500-square-foot home. Example, a 2,500-square-foot home inner line in Raleigh is going to be a lot different than a home even just on the outskirts of Raleigh. Um, a 2,500 square foot home built by more of a production builder per se versus a custom builder. Completely different, right? Um, So it's impossible for me to really give you guidance there. I actually say, let's start off with your price point. What price range are you considering? Then from there, we can kind of, I guess, break it down as far as, okay, this is an idea of what you could get in this price point in this location. Um, A lot goes into looking at the land as well. Um, As probably most of you know, land is far and few between as our area grows the population grows people move into the area there's less land so that means that the prices of the land and the lots have gone up um, especially you know closer into the city areas. I mean, it's through the roof if you can even find it. So there's a lot that goes into giving you a ballpark, Stephen, of price point. Uh, I'm sorry, as far as, yeah, well, yeah, price point of a 2,500 square foot home. I really need to know specifics as far as area, what style of home you're looking for. You know, what are your expectations when it comes to design um, and, and just customizations? And then we can go from there. So you, of course, can call me directly on my cell phone. And then from there, I can connect you with one of our amazing team members. And that number is 919-538-6477. Again, from there, I can make a connection with one of our amazing agents who can really talk through that process of building. We've helped many, many uh, clients with building a home. They've been extremely excited, but we just need some more information.
0: It's got me curious, Angie, just to follow up to Stephen's question. What's happened with prices for land and lots uh, over the last several months? Has it followed the same curve or pattern as home prices overall?
1: It has, you know, just as home prices, you know, significantly jumped, the price of land jumped. Uh, leases, those increase. So it, it follows the same trend. So land is still very hard to come by. And even with the slowing of the market somewhat, we're still seeing that land is still moving. Um, just because when there is land that comes available, the builders are trying to grab it up just to have more market share.
0: You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole.
1: Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune in to The Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.